This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, loyal listeners. How are you today? How are you? Today is May 6th. And I'm jumping in and moving this podcast and sliding it in. I don't know if you're hearing on the 6th, 7th, or 8th for the first time. Um, If you're a loyal listener that hits the play button whenever you see a new one arrive in iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you may be listening to it at. And if you're one of those, you're probably listening to it on the 6th, 7th, or 8th. And just know that there's about six to 700 of you out there that usually listen to it in the first 12 hours of it dropping. So you're that person, you're listening to it now. And what I want to talk about is where I'm going. Um, I want to talk about a couple other things too. I'm going to try to not be so negative. I don't want to be, you know, that's never my plan. But I think I need to talk about something that's called the Haterade. Now, I've actually done a podcast on this already. But I've listened to it a couple times because I really pressed a lot of buttons. I really said a lot of things that need to be said. And I probably said a lot of stuff that didn't need to be say, said. And I, I just, I've come to the conclusion that if it's that controversial in my mind, it's probably controversial in your mind. And that is the reason why I have decided to redo it. And I'm going to talk about... Um, haterade inside the insurance industry. And so I don't really want to start there, but I've got some stuff that I want to talk about. And I think that right now there's a huge shift. I want to let you know what's going on in my agency. In my agency, three locations, um, a little over $5 million in premium. I will tell you this honestly, it is the hardest thing in the world for me to determine is premium. I, I can determine my revenue, right? But to determine premium, like like down to the penny, I'm willing to bet there's probably like 20% of us that really can do it because you have to master your management system. And that's one of the keys. And that is something that I have taken a hard, hard look at over the last two years. And it was like, we are going to master this. And, and mastering it means automating everything that comes into the management system, right? Any kind of downloads that we're getting through Ivan's or Team Up or wherever you're getting your downloads from. You, you, you have those downloads coming in, so that's that's pre-filling your information. But keep in mind, a lot of those companies don't download everything, right? They Some of them don't send out claim notifications. They don't do claim download. Some of them don't do cancellation downloads or endorsement downloads. Some of them may only do BOPS, but don't do general liability. Some of them may do auto and home, but don't do motorcycle download, right? So, so that tells me that no company's perfect. Um, and so that means that I have to have what I can automated to download. And then if I can't do that, I do what's called manual automation. 
I know that sounds, it's like an oxymoron, right? But really manual automation is putting a process together for Marblebox for them to execute every day, right? So for them to go to those companies and we've identified those companies that don't do any download and the ones that do the most. By the way, just so you let you know, of all the carriers we have um, uh, nationwide, is the one who does the most downloads for us. So just letting you know, across the board, when it comes to downloads and what they allow you to download, Nationwide is the best out there for what they allow you to do. So just gotta keep it. And to be honest with you, it's not even close. And, and Nationwide is a good carrier in our office, but they're not my favorite. They're just really not. Um, I, I, I don't wanna down them because they're a good carrier. I'm just saying of all my carriers, you know how it is. You've got that feel, right? You've been doing this now 5, 10, 20, 30 years. You got that feel for who you know, your two, three real awesome carriers are. We feel strong about Nationwide, especially on commercial lines, but as a holistic approach, um, very, very uh, segmented and diced up company. Anyways, I didn't want to go that way, but what I just wanted to give them kudos to their technology and their download is fantastic, best in the industry because it allows the most that I have found for the carriers that I have. Now, what I also do though, is we look at what are those carriers that are not like Nationwide, and there's even some lines of business that Nationwide still doesn't download. So Marblebox goes to these companies routinely, and they go to them, I believe it's weekly. I mean, excuse me, I believe it's daily. I believe it's either Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't think they do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just because we noticed there wasn't, there really wasn't much coming out. And it's a long story. But anyways, we have the marble box. We have them doing the manual automations, right? So now that tells me that I'm getting everything that my carrier allows. I'm It's in my management system. That includes cancellation notices, notice of cancellations, that no, any endorsements that, that are being done. So that is one of the ways that we are automating, um, manually automating that to get everything into my management system. And then when you get everything into your management system, then you can start to chip away at what are those actual premium dollars. Let's chip down to what are those commission dollars. Now, the commission dollars, obviously, we know about that, right? Because that's how we pay our people. But we still spend probably, I'm going to say 10 to 20 hours because it all depends on a couple different factors of how much agency bill we had for that month. I'm going to say that we're going to spend anywhere between 10 to 20 hours, probably closer to the 20 hour side on actually just getting our commission statements right. And for all you insurance companies out there, that's how ridiculous it is. That's how ridiculous it is. Now, some of you, it may not take that long because maybe you're a smaller agency. Maybe you don't deal with as many carriers. Maybe you only have personal lines and auto. Maybe you don't have three offices. Maybe you don't have a lot of producers. Maybe you don't allow your staff to sell as well and keep track of their commission. So none of that's wrong. It's just that understand if that is you, that like 80% of the rest of the industry is like me and has a management system that's terrible at giving them numbers. Now, once again, garbage in, garbage out, right? The garbage we put in. Now, the numbers we're getting over the last two years are dramatically different. Dramatically different than what we were getting 24 months ago, what we were getting 12 months ago. And especially in the last 13, 14 months since we bought this new agency and I've moved to Edwardsville to take it over firsthand, we've really, 
we've really gotten down to the nuts and bolts. Eric Garcia and Josh Witt. Been talking with those cool cats later. Eric Garcia is down out of uh, New Orleans at Gar- Garcia Insurance Services. And then Josh Witt, he's out of uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And one of the things that they've had to do is recently they've lost a couple of their staff members uh, for, for retirement or, or for whatever reason, moved out of state. I think one of them did. And they had to take that position over. They had to sit in that seat. They had to type those keys, right? And what they said was it was one of the greatest experiences for them because they questioned so much stuff, right? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing this? But here's the most important part. Billy Williams talks about this. It's not so much what we can do more. It's what can we take away that's not working? What can we take away that's wasting time? A lot of people go to a conference and they say, I'm going to take back that one thing and make it work. What if you take back that one thing that you're doing in your office and get rid of it? Because that's what you learned. So then it frees up time to do the other. See, we can't keep compiling and stressing ourselves out at the things we bought six months and 12 months ago that we're not utilizing, but yet we're getting ready to get on a demo of a new piece of technology that we're not quite sure how we'd use it yet. See, can't do that. Vicious cycle, vicious cycle. So these are the things that we're trying to do in our management system. The management system is key to this whole thing. And when I'm trying to get those numbers and break it down, what's key to me is, yes, so much the money. We've got that figured out. But it's the tasks, okay? Inside of some of your management systems, you may call those activities or suspenses. We, inside of QQ, because it's the worst um, task management system in the world, it is, uh, that's all they have is tasks. And I can't explain it to you. If you're a QQ user, you know what I mean. And you don't even use your tasks the right way because they're so stupid. But I have figured out and come to the conclusion that I have to manipulate this system in order to work. And I found out I really didn't have to manipulate it as much as I thought. And one of the things that, yes, we're moving to Tech Canary. Just to answer that question. Yes, we're moving to Tech Canary. But I said to my team, we can't sit around and wait to do better once we get to Tech Canary. I know a lot of you probably are sitting there thinking about that as you're moving to a managed system. Well, once I get there, then I'll kind of clean it up. It's kind of like saying, um, once, all right, I'm moving from one house to another, and I'll get, I'm going to go ahead and move all the junk to my new house, and then once I get there, I'll then sort through it and then get rid of it. I guess you could do that. Many probably people have. But I think the smarter way is, is, hey, before we haul all this stuff, why don't we get a dumpster outside and why don't we clean this up? Why don't we try to organize things and how they're going to go and where they're going to go so that when we get there, it's already done, right? It's like going on vacation and before you leave, you clean the house. So when you get home, the house is clean, right? It's that type of stuff. And so I said to him, we're going to do this. Well, here's what happened, okay? So I'm going to tell you this. Didn't really actually plan on telling you this story, but let's just, we got it like that, don't we, loyal listeners? About 60 days ago, a little over two months, my team sat down with me and they said, Jason, they said, we need to hire somebody. I scratched my head. I thought to myself, do we really? Do we really need to hire somebody, right? Do we really need to hire somebody? I don't know. I don't know. So I went back and I said, I'll be back with you in a week. And I got back in a week and I looked at everything and I realized I didn't have shit to look at. I realized that I had no way to govern 
I had no way to quantify. I had no way to corral the work that was needing to be done in our office on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Not only do I not have a track history to help me predict the future, but I also have no way of even seeing if there is any type of track of history of the things that have been done. So I said to myself, I went back to the team and I sat down and I said to him, team, here's what I have for you. I said, I'm going to make a challenge to you that we don't need to hire anybody. I mean, they looked at me, they looked at each other, they looked left, they looked right, kind of tilted their chin down towards the ground, looked at me from the top of their eyes. Some of them had glasses, they kind of tilted the glasses down, kind of looked over the top of the glasses at me. You see it? You picture what I was getting looked at? Picture the, the redness that was in their face? I said, not only am I going to challenge you to say that we're not going to hire somebody, but what I'm also going to challenge you to say is, is we're going to have room. We're going to have space to do more work with less stress. But what we've got to be willing to do is admit that what we're doing right now is not working. And what we have done up to now is a leadership issue. It's my issue. Up what, what we have done up to now you have been doing it to the best of your ability based on the things I have taught you of what I've learned. And as we've grown together, I have now realized, as you have realized, is that it's not working anymore. It's not efficient. We've grown out of the grandma panties and it's time to get bigger, right? It's time to, it's time to start thinking to ourselves, how can we totally transform this? And what we have to do is we have to start looking at the things we're doing on a daily basis. Pretty common and simple, right? Yes, and we're going to do what we did three and four years ago, except we're gonna double down, and that's because we're gonna put more work on Marble Box, and we're gonna put more work on VAs. Staff looked at me and said, we can't do it. I said, you're making a challenge to me that I need to hire somebody. I'm going to make a challenge to you that we don't. You're going to have less stress and you're going to have more work to do things that are going to give you value. You're going to have more time to do things that are going to give you worth. All you got to do is give me some time. They said, all right, because they believe in me, right? I can't say that they trust everything that I say, but they know that I've got them to hear right? They know um, all the things that we believe in, I try to stand up for every day. I want them to know that they are one of my most important, important assets. And if we have to hire somebody, we will. We had a meeting um, two months ago, and I'm sorry, two months ago, two weeks ago, and the we decided as a team that we don't need to hire anybody right now. Are we going to probably have to hire somebody before the end of the year? It's debatable, probably, but just as much, maybe probably not. So what did we do? First of all, I focused, I, 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 I made us get laser focused into what we're doing. I made us realize, and I changed up our whole marketing plan over the last two months, that commercial lines is what we're going to spend our time on. It's what we're going to spend our money on. It's what we're going to spend our energy on. 
And on the back end, we are going to create a process that then cross sells those personalized. I really could care less if anybody finds us and calls us for an outer home quote. That's the decision in time and the, the um, thought that I gave to the team. We could care less about that because those are probably not going to be the people that we're looking for if and when we're going to quote personal lines. But what we can do is we can go after our commercial businesses and we can write that business. And then at the same time as we're developing relationships with the owners and some of the employees, we can pick out the ones that we know fit our target market and personal lines. That's going to allow us on the front end to know that non-for-profits, restaurants, and contractors are some of the main things that we do. And when we know that type of business, we usually can know the type of owner. We can usually know the type of employee, which then allows us to then cherry pick those to personal lines so that we then are, are servicing the customer that is able to do business the way we like to do business. And you just hear what I said. Not creating an atmosphere to where we'll do business the way the customer wants to do a business, but creating an infrastructure and processes on finding the client that does business the way that we do business. Basically, what we specialize in. The tools that we give to service. See, and we're okay with that. We're really okay with that because we'd have more insureds than we would. We could, there could be 10,000 other agencies that could follow the same um, mindset and the same track as what I'm laying out right now. And we would still have more than enough insurance for everybody. One of the reasons why we don't do this is because we don't like to work hard. And the hardest work in the sales process is the prospecting part, per, the prospecting portion. So when you're selective at who you go after, that requires you then to have to work harder because you have to put more people into the bucket to be able to get the qualified person that you're looking for out. If you decide to do business the way that everybody wants to do business, then you don't have to prospect as much because the bucket's full because it's anybody who needs insurance. That mentality in our office doesn't work at the commercial line side. It should not work at the personal line side. We know who our customers are. 80% of the people we write are coming from the restaurant niche, the non-for-profit niche, or the contractor's niche. That's, can I say 80%? That's what I want it to be, okay? It's way over 50. I don't know what the percentage is, but that's what we do. That's what we wake up and go after every day. That's how we need to be in personal lines because the person that we lost, actually, we didn't lose him in personal lines. What we did is we moved them up to commercial lines and he's a rock star producer. I just put him through personally the same training that I, that I just partnered with Total CSR to do. And you're you're gonna you guys are gonna love it. Total CSR is a phenomenal company. They have they they the things they have planned is just phenomenal. But that is um, what we have to do with those um, with those CSRs. So so we looked at a lot of different things. Okay, we looked at the things we were doing on a daily basis. But what I also did was is I took those tasks and I broke them down. Okay. I went to every task. We got our agency management system in July of 2013. 
Okay, July of 2013, I left AMS 360 and went to QQ Solutions. And I went all the way back to July before we were even used tasks. And I cleaned up, me and my VA Riza, we cleaned up all the way from July 13th all the way up to April 1st of 2019. We deleted tasks. We went and completed those tasks, meaning like, was this ever done? You know, now, obviously, if it was 2014, we just deleted the damn thing, right? We did go through and read every one of them, though, just in case there was something we were missing. Oh, my gosh, we probably flagged 200 of these things. And went and, and reason I went through every one of them and Andrea, um, she was helping us as well. And we went through every one of these and we eliminated it down to April 1st. And what was amazing was why was it April 1st? That's just what I chose at the time. Now, what's amazing is for the last two weeks, what I can do is I can run a task list and I can run that list for any of them that are due. That's what we chose was the due date. So anybody that was due, you can move the due date. So for instance, if there's somebody who has a, and needs an auto change, that is going to be a due date to today. We put it as a high priority. We open up a task. We put their information in there. It gets assigned to Riza. Riza has a process and a templated email that she fills out after she does the change, sends it out. Okay. And then there's other things we do with Marblebox and all that. But the point is, the only thing that my client or that my staff is doing is open is taking the phone call and actually answer asking the questions as a licensed insurance professional, putting them in the task and then assigning it to Risa. They're done, and then we have Handria accounting uh, holding for accountability. Now, here's what's really amazing about this: is every morning I run that task list. Around 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, I run that task list because Billy Williams says that's the first thing you should do in the first hour of your day is hold your team accountable. That's what he says you should do. I go to the school of Billy Williams, so that's what I do. So I start doing this, and what's amazing is, is I don't want to say how much your team has been slacking because that's not the right word to fit anybody in my agency, but it's how much less urgency your staff was maybe putting on something. How urgent were they about getting that task done? How organized were they? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. One of the main keys we have with some of our staff, and we've talked to them straight up about this over and over, is organization, about how they're organizing their day. We never gave them the tools. It's so amazing after I read the book Extreme Ownership, how they'd lay down the fact that everything has to do, that is a failure in your office, has to do with leadership. I knew that, but until I read that book, I never realized everything has to do with it. Every problem you have in your agency right now is due to a lack of leadership due to a lack of leadership, due to the fact that you as a leader, if you are the agency owner, and if you are an agent and you're working for an agency owner, every problem that you have stems from leadership. It does. 
It, I, I've owned an agency now for nine years. I know for a fact. I worked for another agency for 10 years. I know for a fact. That's what it is. And as an owner, I'm saying, I'm not, I don't have an organized staff because I haven't trained them nor gave them the tools to be organized. But yet I sit there and say, hey, 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 because I expect them to use their organization skills inside of our office. And if that's good enough for our office, then I'm happy. But if that's not what the focus and the way we need to organize our work in our office is, then it's up to me to train them for that because they're going to bring the organization skills that they've learned in college or high school or from mom and dad or through life. So think about that. Got to let them know. Now, what was amazing is, is as we started doing these tasks and I started following this task list and I started creating little rules that I won't get us detailed into about how you could do the tasks and how you would move those through. What's amazing is I now can look at all the tasks that are due today, like I already did this morning, all this week, and I can also see next week because I'm getting ready to leave for the big 10X conference that I'm speaking at in two days on Wednesday. And it's amazing that for once in my life, I know everything that's going on inside my agency. I know everything that's going on. I know all the work that was done last week. I know all the tasks that were created last week and that are due this week or due in the future. I can, I can see when they were started. So I can see when was it started? Why is it three, four days later? And we still have this quote task that's not completed. What's amazing is, is how I'm able to go to my staff and I'm able to say, okay, here's how we're going to be organized. No matter what happens today, what's due on the due date needs to be done today. Now, I understand that you have 13 tasks today, and there's probably a very, very good possibility that about five or six of those are not going to get done today. And it's probably going to be not because you're out of time, but it's probably going to be because you're waiting for someone to get back from you. It's an endorsement um, that you're hoping you can get back today, but maybe not. I understand. And those things can be moved. So by the end of the day, Make sure we start going through, as you go through the day, start looking at your tasks. Now, if you have a task that's due today and it's a high priority, then that is a task that no one can leave until that task is done. That's the rule. So if it's due today and it's a high priority, can't leave till that task is done. Simple rule is that. What's amazing is, is those high priority tasks are getting done. They're getting done before three or four, we close at 4.30, before three or four in the afternoon. Because my staff now is starting to organize their day and look at it in the morning and look at the tasks and assign them and prioritize themselves. And then as they go through the day, they're totally re, um, re-looking at and re-organizing um, their day. And they come back from lunch and they're re-looking at the second half of their day. How are they going to get this done? The beauty is, as you have this in your office, is the producer or the owner walks in, throws something on their desk, says, I need this done right now. I need this done right now. Well, now as a producer, you actually can run her or his task list and be able to see if they're going to be able to get that done today. And if you do see they're going to be able to get it done today, how great of is it as a courteous, thought, thoughtful employee for you to be able to go to them and say, hey, listen, I know I've seen your task list. You got a stuff to do. Is there any way I can get this squeezed in? Maybe get this done. Maybe it's a no. Maybe it's a yes. But what it does is it gives that CSR the confidence and the ability to say, my job is to complete these due date tasks. If you have something new to throw in it and it's not some hot fire or some bomb that needs done right now, then it has to wait. And this is a beautiful thing. This allows them to be organized. This gives my staff the permission to be organized. It gives them the permission to stay in line 
with what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I encourage you to do that. I mean, that's the best thing that I can tell you that I did in my agency. And it has been rocking. I mean, I told Travis at our big dogs meeting, we have one of those about every two weeks. And I just told him, I said, Travis, for, for the first time in, in our life, I really thought, thought that we ran a very good, productive, and efficient agency. And I'm probably going to say it again in another year or two when we re-audit ourselves. Because here's the thing that came through. And this is what I told the team. And this is what I'm going to end with with you. There is such thing as positive pressure. There is power in positive pressure. Necessity breeds invention. That's the saying. And what happened was, is my team was, had pressure on them. When I was, had challenged them to execute, set the expectation, set the expectation crazily to where they're so busy, I say, I challenge you that we don't need to hire somebody. Just like Steve Jobs said, I challenge you to make a phone that only has one button. Up to then, that had never happened, folks. Could you imagine how crazy they thought this guy was? You want us to make a phone and it only has one button? That's what I said to him. I said, that's the challenge I'm going to lay down to you. And so now, here we are. You had the pressure on you. You felt the pressure. You realized the necessity of having to do something. And you got inventive. You started pushing more off to Marblebox. You started pushing more off to the VAs. We created six new tasks or two, six new processes for, for our VAs and our, and our staff to do. And guess what? We got extra time. Guess what? We're adding to our KPIs inside of our uh, uh, Symphony program. Yeah. It's, it's really, 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 really nice. And let me explain and let me leave with this. There's power and positive pressure. Diamonds develop from pressure. Not all pressure's bad. As a leader, you got to learn how to use it. Power of positive pressure pressure. Think about it. So I'm getting ready to leave over to this uh, big, uh, big 10X uh, uh, conference. I'm really excited about it. It's John Spoggy. If you haven't looked up, uh, look up big, uh, big 10X conference or something like that online. I'm going to be speaking on Wednesday afternoon. It is a star studded um, uh, event. Now I like innovation for IAOA, which I hold true near and dear to my heart. Um, which has some great speakers. The thing about them is, is it's more, um, hey, this agent over here is doing this idea or this idea. Have them come forward and talk about what that idea is, which I love and, and I love that, love that, uh, the way that format is set up. But I'm going to like this one, I believe, because the people on the stage are rock stars. Like, it's stout. I just got to tell you right now. And so I'm really, really excited because there's some of my mentors are going to be there. Some of the people that I look up to and I learn from. I mean, I'm going to go there and just walk around with a, with a nice, cold, refreshing beverage in my hand and just soak up all the education that I possibly can from these people. And I'm not talking about education in the classes. I might go to some of those. I may not. But what I do is I listen to all of them intensely by jumping through, or hopefully they're maybe all in the main event area. But then I, I'm always got my Evernote open. You can always see that if you see me out there about 
I'm probably on Evernote, and I'm taking my notes because what I'm going to do is I'm going to track that person down, and I want to ask them about that one or two things that they said. I want to get a little deeper into that. So then, yes, I can bring it to people like you, but also um, so that I can learn and I can bring it back to people like my staff. And so where we can throw it up against the wall and see if it works in our agency. And I'm really excited to be there. John Spoggy, I really applaud you, man. Mario, um, you've done some fantastic stuff. Uh, Mario works with John Spoggy, does all of his media. Uh, I watched Mario start out a couple years ago, and uh, I was thinking to myself, man, this cat's rough. But holy cow, he has done a phenomenal job when it comes to learning how to video, uh, edit video, shoot video, drone footage, all kinds of stuff. Uh, You should be proud to have him, John, and I know you are. Mario uh, Luna, I believe, is his last name. Sorry about that. Don't really know. So... I want to uh, send. I want to end something here now. I don't want you guys to know that this is not for you guys out there. This is not negative. I'm just bringing something forward in the industry, like I do always. It's something that no one ever wants to talk about, and I want to caution us as an industry as to where we're going and what we're doing and why we're doing it. And I think, I think. We all know that Gatorade is for athletes, right? It helps them get better. And a lot of you guys probably know the story, but it had to do with the Florida Gators. And I guess they had some professor or some doctor or some scientist or whatever who whipped up this formula, which we know as Gatorade today, and had the football team drink it. And I guess they would feel so refreshed that they were an awesome football team. Okay, I just paraphrased that whole, summarized that whole story, probably butchered it just from what I've heard, read on Google. But just understand, that's what it is, okay? So now they, the Florida Gators had this drink that they could drink. It would refresh them, and they were winning a ton of games. It became famous, and now it was known as Gatorade, right? Gatorade. Gatorade is thirst aid for that deep down body thirst, right? That, you remember that? Michael Jordan, MJ. All right, Gatorade. That's be, what you give people, and that's what you give an, a, a football team, or you give some kind of event, anything, okay? So you're going to give a team, you're going to give an organization, something like that, that is going to give them aid that is going to make them better. For instance, with the football team, it was Gatorade. I think I need to call it agent aid is what we should be doing, but really, we've got a bad case, and it's growing right now, of Haterade. Now, Sometimes you may say, what the heck is Haterade? It's the opposite of Agent or Gatorade. What it does is it gives aid to the haters. And that's something we don't need. First of all, we have a huge problem in this industry as far as being independents. Okay, that's who we are. That's not a problem. That's that's a blessing. That's awesome. But because of that mindset, we think independently. We don't necessarily think about the strategies of others. So we do, and that's great as how we are as an as a um, industry right now and how we're sharing all this knowledge. But what's also amazing is, is as we share this knowledge, we are getting better. And as we get better, we're starting to realize some of our strengths. And as we realize some of our strengths, we realize that what used to be a strength may not be the biggest strength anymore. For instance, many agents 
have tried to find a better way to bring leads into their door. They didn't want to do the cold calling. They didn't want to look in the phone book. They didn't want to go knock on doors and, and drop off cookies. That works for somebody. Matter of fact, it works awesome for a lot of people, but not for these people. But not for these people. And that's where you have to get down to the point of why people do the things they do, why they change, why they develop who they are, and where they can become a better person. When these agents bring these leads in and they kind of try to find a different way, they learn from other people. And when they've learned how to use Facebook or they learn how to use Twitter or they learn how to use LinkedIn or they learn how to use YouTube, whatever the platform could be, when they figure it out, they're so excited, they start to tell other agents. And guess what happens? Those other agents and those other agency owners now become successful bringing leads in those way, that way. And guess what? Maybe the person who originally taught everybody, maybe his or her phone is ringing so much that one or two people are calling in for a quote, but 20 are calling in and saying, teach me what you know. Because that's exactly what happened to me. Back whenever I was doing um, my talking uh, heavily back in 2010, 2011, 2012, right before I started this podcast, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because so many people, when I would go around and show them how I had built my personalized book on Facebook, so many people would call me and say, I want to learn that. I want to learn that. I want to learn that. And after a while, I had 10 people a day calling me saying that they'd pay me big money to learn that or to teach them that. But that I only had one, two, or three clients that were calling me a week off referrals for the others for regular insurance. So after a while, you start have to start realizing. Now, me personally, I started getting out there, and I didn't want to necessarily help people like by making money do that. I started setting up some services, taught somebody that to do what I do. But keep in mind, Facebook changed so many times that just wasn't the path I wanted to go on. I realized I had a strength, but from some of the people learning from me. They then went around and started deciding that they were good about at doing it. And they learned from Ryan Hanley and they learned from Brent Kelly and they've learned from all different types of people. And they thought, you know what? I'm so good at doing this. And Jason doesn't want to teach people how to do this. And Ryan doesn't want to teach people how to do this. Or so-and-so doesn't want to teach people how to do this. So I'll start teaching people. And they started teaching people and they started making money from it because that's what we do. We, we usually make money when we provide a service. Now, should we do it for free? Sure. Do we do it for free? Sure. Do people out there do it for free? Sure. But what's going on right now is something that's starting to divide the industry and I don't like it. And the reason I say this is, is because we have to stay together. We have to stay together to fight the good fight. And right now, there's a bunch of agents out there, and I don't want to say a bunch. There are agents out there right now who are running around on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, and they're sitting there saying, oh, I can't believe there's these agents who really have never been able to sell in their entire life who are now starting to try and charge people and show them how to sell. Folks, that's haterade. Folks, that's haterade. Now, if you want to think that in your head, I still wouldn't advise that because it's still pretty poisonous. But when you go out and start posting stuff like that, 
That to me doesn't make any sense because that's how, first of all, America works. We become good at something, we show other people, and we get paid. An amazing, an amazing thing. It's actually shown to not be perfect, but one of the greatest examples of government in the history of the world or economy in the history of the world. So I think it works pretty well. So we've decided that. Also, the people that are out there who are passing this haterade, and, and I'm going to tell you, there's a good four or five of them out there, and I know who they are, and people are starting to find out who they are, and I'm really upset with them. Because loyal listeners, these three or four people out there are really good people. They're really good agents. But what they've got to quit doing is passing the haterade. Because when you sit there and say that person's teaching agents how to do this and they don't even know how to sell insurance, either you broke into their QuickBooks or you broke into their management system and you've been looking at their commissions, which is illegal for you to do that, or you're hearing this from someone else and then you're passing along the haterade. You see how this goes? So you drink haterade and then you turn around and fill everybody else's cup up with haterade and you don't realize how many people are listening to you that admire you and listen to the things that you say and they try to mimic it. And when you say this, you just spilt so much haterade, filled so much haterade into people's cups. Their cup overfloweth. I mean, I just don't understand it. Because if you had said to me, hey, so-and-so showed me and they've really never sold an insurance policy. They told me one day that they don't even really hardly sell because they're too busy trying to show people how to do this and this. That's what they told me. Okay, that's a different thing. Still shouldn't pass the haterade. But that's the thing that gets me is first of all, is that these people who are passing haterade have no idea if what they're saying is true or not. It, for a lot of people out there, yeah, I think that there's some slimy, you know, insurance agents or vendors out there who really aren't that good. They're bu- big old blowhards on Facebook or on LinkedIn or Twitter about all the stuff they're doing, and they're really not doing much. Okay, I get it. I get it. They just realize that they don't want to prospect either, and it's too hard to sell and too hard to run a business, so I'll just show people how to do Facebook ads, right? Or I'll just show people how to do this, whatever it could be. And, and once again, I'm not picking on any person here. I'm really not. All the all the platforms are fantastic, and there's people on there on all those platforms that know what they're doing, and there's also a bunch of them who don't know what they're doing. But it's not my job to point that out. And let me also point put this out there, loyal listeners. The people who are passing the haterade, do you know what they do? They're insurance agents. Some of them are insurance agency owners. And do you know that on the side, they teach people certain things, whether it's social media, whether it's how to run your office? Do you know that? And, and do you know that they charge for it? <laughs> the haters do exactly what they're hating on 
So they're hating somebody else off information that they don't even know is to be true. But at the same time, getting off of their phone from hating and picking up the phone call so they can call another agent and sell them their product or service. (laughs) And what's amazing is, is these haters that are doing this don't realize that we're all saying the same thing. And so what my point is here is a hater just needs to stop. And you need to stop because it doesn't do any good for our industry. We're one of the greatest industries God has ever created. You know this. So what I ask you to do is rather than being a hater, is to confront the hater. That's what I do. I do it all the time. That's why I always tell you guys, I let you guys know who the good and who the bad are and the things that are going on, especially with the carriers and the vendors. With the insurance agents, I have respect based on the fact that what may be working for them may not be. I told you that I feel as if there's a bunch of people who are a bunch of blowhards and probably aren't getting the results that they say they are. But guess what? I don't know that to be a fact, so I'm not going to go hate on people. Plus, I'm just not a hater. But even if I was, I wouldn't do that because that makes me sound silly. And do you know that I have a mastermind full of agents? So that would even make me even look more silly in the fact that I would be hating on information that I don't know to be true, but yet I am doing the same thing that I'm hating on the hater aids. What we need is we need agent aid. We need agents to start standing up for other agents. We need agents to recognize they're more than somebody that I just know in a group. You need to make them understand that, hey, I may not know what's going on, but there's other haters out there. Am I drinking Haterade? Am I filling other people's cups with Haterade? And you know, if you want to do it one-on-one behind the scenes, you know, over a couple beers late at night at 1130, hey, so be it. That's who you are. But the last thing you need to do is put it on social media where everybody sees it and everybody respects who you are and they listen to you. And you may say, that's why I do it because Jason, they listen to me because they respect me. No, 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 no. People will never listen truly to hate. People follow love. People follow truth. So you may spit hate and fill up their cup, which gives, which, which quenches their thirst for a little bit. But after a while, they'll be thirsty and they get tired of the hater aid. And that's when they're looking for the agent aid. That's what we're about here. That's what a lot of agents out there are for. There's a couple agents out there and I don't, I want to say their names, but I don't want to say their names because that means that other people would be the, the bad people out there. But I want you to know that And I also want to end with this. There was also another guy inside one of these groups that said he's getting tired of getting bombarded by emails from some of these people. You may be of one of those people. And I want you to post about this because this is to make sense. You opted in. They did not steal your email address and then they're now all of a sudden sending you emails. I want you to know this. For all you guys out there, there's some people in these Facebook groups that are griping about all these agents are sending them trying to sell them Facebook leads or you know whatever it could possibly be. All right. And, and keep in mind, you, if they have your email, you, you, you subscribed. Also people, no, I don't subscribe to anything like that. I make sure I don't. Okay. You went to an IAO or you went to a brain share or you went to an elevate or you went to a big 10 X conference and you put your card in there because you're trying to win that 55 inch Samsung UHD TV. 
And so you put that in there and that is giving them permission to contact you. So quit being a hater yourself of other people who are actually trying to help you. Just because they have a way that you don't know doesn't mean that their way is a bad way. Now, once again, loyal listeners, I didn't want to end it with haterade. I really, truly didn't. I really, truly didn't. I was going to talk about it a little bit earlier, but I got to tell you, I started talking about what's going on in my office like way longer than I expected. So I hope that you did enjoy this podcast. Um, I also want to end by letting people know that Sarah Nicholas, who runs um, Agency Intelligence, I couldn't do what I do without her. She had her baby on April 28th. I am so happy for her. Um, this is her first child and um and I'm just so so excited her and her husband have been waiting to have a child for a while and uh she uh, had Miles Nicholas was his name and he was born on April 28th I'm so excited it was it's a great day I'll always remember it because it's the day after uh, my wife's birthday but I uh, I'm so happy for her if you happen to see her online if you happen to see her on Facebook or if you just want to just be nice I mean because you have no idea how much stuff she does behind the scenes you can go to Sarah at growprogram.com that's Sarah with an H Sarah at growprogram.com and just shoot her a message and say, hey, you know, congratulations on the baby. You have no idea how excited her and her husband are right now. And that makes me excited. But in in the meantime, this has been Jason Cass and I have been here with you just solo, just just straight going solo. I'm not going to end with any music and you're going to notice that there were no commercials in this because I want to get it launched. I want to get it out there so that you can hear the things that you need to hear. Because if you tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass, and I'm out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.